Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this Monday morning and the beginning of our devotional series through the book of Psalms. We're going to be here for a very long time, which is very exciting, and I can't wait to jump into it. So let's do that. Psalm chapter 1, reading from verse 1. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. See, here's just an opening thought, and then we're going to jump into the meat of this thing. Right When we look at that promise... Right, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. Whatever they do prospers. The writer, the writer of the psalm says that this is for anyone. I love that he said, "Blessed is the one." That's how the whole thing starts. He doesn't say, "Blessed is the king or the CEO or the business owner or the uh, prophet or I think I said king, rich man, clever man, CEO, CFO, whatever the thing is." He doesn't mention those. He just says, "Blessed is the one." And friends, I wonder, before we get started and before we jump in, if you could just take a moment to think about this. Some of us have got this weird hierarchy in our minds of how we think God wants to use us or how God can. And we believe that there's secondhand, thirdhand citizens in the kingdom, uh, you know, and that God has his favorites. And that's not true. God wants to bless each of us, and he's got a way that he wants each of us to walk with him in relationship with him. And so that should be hugely encouraging to all of us today to know that, Lord, today I want to be the one. I want to walk in the blessing that you have for me. So that's the promise up front. Then he goes on, and and this is, and we don't have time to go into all of this, but he goes through a progression. The writer writer here says that um, the man who does not walk in step with the wicked, stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. And he's talking about a progression away from God here, where I begin to first walk in step with the wicked. So I begin to agree with them in my mind. I've got this, yeah, I'm walking in step with them. Then what happens is I stop walking altogether, and I stand, and now I'm listening, right? And then what happens is because I'm listening to all this rubbish that, that I'm from the world and all the stuff that's around me, I just sit down and I get tired and like, Oof, I can't do this anymore. He's talking about a progression away from faith. And so he's saying blessing comes in the opposites. The, the blessing comes opposite to this, right? And all we have time to talk about today is the first thing that he talks about there. Because he's first of all, when I walk in step with the wicked, I'm talking about my thought life thinking. Then when I stop and I stand, now my behavior begins to change. And then when I sit down with the wicked, now I'm belonging to that that crowd. So it goes thinking, behaving, belonging. So just to start off with, and it's all we got time to talk about today is how do I sort up my thinking around this thing? Well, what does it mean to walk in step with it with the wicked? We said that it, it means I begin to agree with what the wicked is saying. Now, the wicked is not saying like someone comes to you and says, I want to kill someone with an axe. And you're like, sweet, let's go to the hardware store and do it. Um, the wicked is talking about the world system or all the voices around us. And it's very easy to hear all those voices and begin to agree with them. Right, the counsel of the ungodly, and and what and one of the biggest um, things, the challenges that we have as Christians is how do I filter out what is counterfeit and what is true, right? What do I filter out altogether, and what do I accept and build my life on? Because the stakes are so high. It's not just for me; it's for my kids, 
It's um, for our well-being. It's for our livelihood. It's for my future with God. It's for my destiny. All of these things are locked up. The scripture is telling us if I want to be successful in all of our, in all that I do, what I'm thinking about dictates to that. And so this is where the battlefield is happening here in my mind. And we are surrounded. I don't think we've ever been in a world so much where there's so many ideas and theories and shortcuts. You know, like all those books, like the 12 steps to a better marriage and the 10 steps to this and all those, all the Facebook ads, you know, like four weeks to a flat stomach, you know, and all that kind of stuff that we read. And we're like, oh, awesome. I'll give it a try. And all these shortcuts promise the earth, but actually deliver. There's so much fine print in it as well. So how do I know what is true? Well, this is what the, the writer is saying here. And this is quite interesting. He's not saying, do I agree or disagree with the world? Because that's making me the highest um, judge of what I'm hearing. It's not whether I agree or disagree with the world. Because it's very possible for me to agree with the world because I myself am not always right. I myself am not godly. The question is, is what I'm hearing godly? Is it of faith or is it ungodly and not of faith? Where, where am I putting my confidence? And it's a huge filter to be, a, to be able to run. The question is not agree or disagree with it. The question is godly or ungodly. And if it's ungodly, I disagree. And if it's godly, I agree with it. Um, he says, talking about this man in verse 2, the, um, the man who's blessed, it says, But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. And so here's the thought for today, the big thought. I think that I, I do feel like it's one of the things that we've walked away from as the church is this concept of meditation. Now, meditation for some of us is rubbing our lobes, sitting in a lotus position, you know, or outside raking the sand and putting the rocks, you know, all very zen. And that's sort of Eastern meditation. But true meditation means that I keep something in my mind and I chew over it and chew over it. And you might say, well, John, I'm not really that kind of guy. Well, I don't know about that. Have you ever taken a worry or something that you're concerned about and you can't sleep because it's always inside your head? Or something that you can't find a solution for and you chew it over and over and over in your mind? Maybe it's a relationship problem with someone and I can't escape from it. What we are doing there is we are meditating. And our brains are designed to meditate because what we do is we chew on stuff to try and find a solution. And what the writer here is saying is if you want to be blessed in all that you do and you want to find success right? Whatever you do prospers. Let the things, the primary things that you meditate be on the law, on the word of God. Put that inside and begin to chew it around inside of your mind. What does that mean? And what we do is we counter our worries with truth. So what I do is instead of chewing on this worry and trying to find this and trying to sort this thing out, what I do is if it's a worry that there is no solution for, what's, what does God say about it? I'm going to chew on that and allow that to deal with this issue, right? They, we naturally meditate on things. So, and, and I think that meditation and worry is the syndrome of today. We take, you know, it, it's, it's all around us and it's something that we're struggling with. And see, here's the truth bomb for today. And if you want to chew on something for today, here's the thing to pop in your brain, write it down. That's why I love, write, write scriptures down, pop them on the fridge, pop them on your, on your desk at work, scribble them in your diary and just chew on these for a little bit. Here's the big one, right? For today, Psalm chapter one, verse six. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Jesus, when we walk with him and we don't, 
begin to agree with all the stuff that's said on social media. Now, don't just run off down all these pathways and then not only agree, but begin to really listen to it and then search it out and then begin to agree and just sit down and go, I can't do it anymore. But no, I I hear this ungodly counsel. I hear something that begins to create worry and panic inside of my mind. God, what does your word say? I'm going to chew on that. As we begin to do that, God watches over my way and all that I do prospers. Cool. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow morning.